0: I will say this bath bombs are quite pungent don't they leave your bath bath super crusty they don't actually this is one of the plus points about these bath bombs is that these these ones have not stained the bath even though they're bright red i was very impressed by that actually as a feature mm. the electronic wireless show episode 117 the uh, best small details in game special uh this is rock Paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion uh and i am alice bell uh, and i'm joined this week as ever by and this is interesting kojima's ice cube hello uh, you're not going to do like an icy voice or anything. Or how, how well, I like, haven't
1: I already done a cold voice before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: think uh, ice cube played... should have
1: quite a squat, solid voice.
0: They would. Yeah, that's true. Like a like a a brick. Like ice made of cube. <laughs> like ice cube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, played this week by Matthew Castle and uh, a tiny eagle. Uh, played by Nick Rowley and I, I look forward to asking you
2: about those names but first of all how are you both? Oh very very small and high up in the air thought I saw a vole to consume but it was actually a, a spearman so I stayed well clear.
0: Well how tiny is this eagle because like relative to a vole for example?
2: Um, oh, it's a normal-sized eagle in its world, but it's just very small for us to look at because it's in a computer game.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay,
2: that makes sense. Yeah. That's Does quite it? interesting. Actually. <laughs> like, how big is I don't know? Gordon Freeman. I always think of him as being about sort of nine inches tall.
0: Mm. But okay. But what 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 you're saying is that you are essentially Dougal in that joke written by. Hatsune Miko. All right, which one is uh, that? Where Dougal said, can't understand that uh, the cows
2: in These the field are, are far small. away. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of how I think about games. Unless they're very immersive, I just think of all the participants being, you know, about the height of a computer monitor. But-
1: <laughs> But <laughs> surely the bigger the monitor you play on, the bigger they become in your mind.
2: That's absolutely correct, yeah. I played... So if you
1: played it on a life-sized monitor, you'd think Gordon <laughs> Freeman was a normal, not a normal, you know, regular man.
2: Oh yeah, in the year 2000, when the original Halo came out, um, I played it on a projector screen and got extraordinarily high. Um, and Ooh. I always think of Master Chief as being a colossus because of that.
0: What about he is people? A or- what I do? You become terrified when you go to the cinema, then?
2: Yes. No. I mean, <laughs> I love the cinema because I always think, God, their faces are enormous.
0: Uh, oh God,
2: Chris Evans is a colossus. <laughs> I, I yeah. went to
1: a press junket for um, the first Chronicles of Narnia film. With, oh, with a, I so
2: hoped you were going to say Chronicles of Riddick. No, with a, with a, with me a too. The,
1: sorry, sorry. It's not a sexy an anecdote, I'm afraid, uh, for a student paper. And we watched the film, and then they had a car, an interview with the cast, and obviously it's got all those kids there. And when you see them in real life, you're like, oh wow, they really are tiny kids. Like they seemed, <laughs> they seemed so big and confident on the screen, but they're just like children. And it's actually quite shocking to think. Wow, how did that person do that on screen? Like, it's. I I honestly couldn't put the two of them together. Um, I didn't feel that way about Tilda Swinton, though. She was there and she was the Ice Queen and uh, Snow Queen, or whatever she's called. Which of the wet. No. What is it in Narnia anyway? um, Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and and her, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Tilda Swinton off off the cinema screen, but the kids didn't make any (laughs) sense. I I should have started going, no! No! In the crowd. <laughs> Just refusing to accept what I saw. Bring out the real giant kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, these
0: tiny like the pretenders. Con- the conspiracy theory that uh that Avril Levine died years ago and was replaced by a a doppelganger Avril Levine. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Yeah, you- yeah there's a conspiracy oh, theory that what? she died and was replaced. I don't know why that that they were like no Avril Lavigne is an asset she must never
2: die. Um, I think she just changed her hair or something is the
0: got, but there are loads wrote. of pictures of people like loads of pictures where people have done like red line comparisons where they've circled like you know bone structure and like freckles on fake Avril and real Avril's face and stuff.
2: Hang on do you remember no. Andrew WK? Do how I, did, I how could, could I remember He's, he's, yeah. he's amazing. Wasn't he potentially a composite human? I. What? What was like, like Frankenstein. Different- <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sewn together out of the hardest parties <laughs> in history. <laughs> um, no, I, I thought I read something, some like. It was one of those like massive features that takes like a day to read. Um,. And it was so long, I just sort of, uh, I think I sort of tuned out, so I can't actually remember what it was asserting. (laughs) But it was something like it had been several people, including inevitably Dave Grohl, at some point, and Andrew WK was never a real single human being.
0: He he definitely is, is the thing. (laughs) I'm not sure. He doesn't doesn't look anything like Dave Grohl. Frankenstein would
1: have such a different energy if when it came alive (laughs) it was inside a Frankenstein's monster.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That would be pretty good. It's a And it rules! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Imagine how prescient that it would have been as a novel as well. I mean, I he definitely isn't Dave Grohl, because he did... I suppose Nate didn't have to stay up and watch it, but the when um, Rage Two was announced, it the the first trailer, which owned like the first trailer for Rage Two, was brilliant. Had uh, an Andrew WK B-side as like the trailer music for it, and it did just sound like Pie harp but it's really cool. Uh, and then like for their E3 press conference uh, that year, they were the one. There's always one. Who has like, for some reason, a live musical act, and like for everyone in LA, it was like ten o'clock in the morning, and for all of us covering it in the UK, it was like three a.m. and we've been up for like thirty-six hours.
2: Oh, brutal!
0: And it and it was Andrew (laughs) WK. I made it worth it. I felt like my soul was separating from my body. I (laughs) couldn't stop laughing (laughs) because. Because he was really, him and his band were really giving it socks. And I'm pretty sure like, like either him or like his guitarist wasn't wearing any shoes and stuff and they would properly go for it. And then it kept doing like cuts and like, like epic crash zooms on the audience and stuff who were all just sitting down and like, were either like, you know, journalists who hadn't had their coffee yet or like, you know, investors who were, they were all just like stony faced. Watching an Andrew WK gig <laughs> at like ten thirty, eleven AM in LA, and then oh. we were back in the UK losing our minds and like throwing stuff around the office. It was so strange. One of the weirdest nights of my entire life. God, I wish it was good, I could. Though,
2: though. I've just realised, by the way, I've got new tanks set up in my room, absolutely gushing. Um. Does it sound like Niagara Falls here, or, or is that a fine because it's ambience, or b not really detectable?
0: The mic is not picking it up at all. Oh, brilliant! I can hear the occasional drip,
1: but it's just a sort of damp ambience for you, which is
2: which is good. Yeah, that's. I think that's cool. It's we can just pretend that I'm in the cavern of lies. Oh, it be good for the cavern a cavern of
0: lies. A damp ambience. Maybe you live in there like a Samiad, like a little
2: yes that's now law that's canon for this podcast
0: (laughs) we have to tempt you out every week with like a the truth (laughs) 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 oh my goodness well the topic this week is uh small details so not exactly easter eggs hang on let's introduce it with the sting about that we
2: are including easter eggs
0: Okay, apparently we are including Easter eggs, which I think is a a
2: clue as to what... what, what Just wrestles that into the theme, right? As the sting was beginning. Yeah, and we're talking about crisps. (laughs) Dog (laughs) fights.
0: So first of all, Kojima's Ice Cube, then, Matthew. Hmm. Uh, This this
1: refers to... One of my favorite tiny details in needless details, I would say, in video games, um, of which I would say Kojima is a master. Um, mm. But in Metal Gear Solid 2, very famously in the tanker, which opens the game, there's a bit where you go into a kitchen and there's like an ice bucket. And if you shoot it, it falls over and ice cubes scatter everywhere and they then melt in real time. Um, <laughs> which is just. At the time, it, it, you know, this was PS2, obviously. That seemed very cutting edge, and no I mean, they don't melt. They they sort of shrink, but they do shrink over time. Um, and I thought that was a good needless detail. Thus,
2: Kojima's ice cube. Ice cube. How, how, ice cube. Do, how warm do you think it is in that room, based on how quickly they melt?
1: Uh, I, I'd say just normal room temperature.
2: Because like, if... If he was really detail oriented, like you should be able to turn up the heating or something and, and make them melt quicker and stuff, so it's actually got temperature modelling in. Oh, I bet he
0: thought of that. I bet he thought. I bet he wanted to like include a like a thermometer that you plugged in so they would melt according to the ambient temperature in your room. He, he yeah, I respect a,
1: that. He had a game on. Oh, I was it DS? Was it Game Boy Advance called Boktai, which came with a it was a special cartridge that had a um like a little solar panel in it and to power up the enemy's attacks you had to be in direct sunlight oh my god which obviously playing on a handheld is a nightmare cuz you can't play those things in direct you know you need a darker space then you otherwise like the screen glare or the color I mean, of off yeah right. like but yeah it's d- sort of solar it was like a solar powered vampire hunting game
2: this is where i grudgingly like kojima stuff like in um <laughs> Uh what's the metal gear game we used to constantly wolf down lizards and
1: that snake eater? Oh, I was why it's called Snake Eater. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yeah, he does he, it's that's the one where you have to eat lots of things and you have to like um manually bandage like individual limb wounds.
2: Yeah, me and my mate uh Josh played it through one night while drinking one and a half liters of Baileys. We felt so sick. <laughs> um just watching this grizzled man slithering down tunnels eating frogs raw with his hands um but i do remember there was that boss in there where to kill him you could just like advance your system clock by a few months and he'd die of old age yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was yeah i like that
1: the end what a legendary boss fight
0: see i i think we details like that where you know you have to bandage each limb individually or so i think there is a point where actually that's that's not fun anymore like in um red dead redemption too right so much detail so much needless detail well actually it got to the point where i was like i can't i can't be asked cleaning my gun can i just shoot my gun i don't like that. there's a dip like can, do i have to pick up my hat every time why is it a different button for picking up my hat and picking up my gun. Why? Mm.
2: Too much detail. No, there's just enough because it leads to real moments of cowboy pathos. Like, games that, that allow you to do... Well, Red Dead is a really good example because that's where you get these odd little cinematic moments. Like, you've just finished, you know, turning a snapping turtle inside out with a bowie knife and... Cowboy is there looking all miserable up to his tits in swamp water. And he just dejectedly picks up his hat, which has come Mm. off in the orgy of anti-turtle violence. And that's where the sadness all descends at once, in that moment where he picks up his hat. That is very specific Mm. to my profile. (laughs) You see, I, th- I, I, I,
1: I, you know, when when you said the topic was going to be sort of details in games, like for my money, Red Dead Redemption Two is like details the game.
0: Um, you well, know, they if- made it big be- They were like, oh, the horses' knackers will shrink when it's cold and that.
1: But yeah, there's stuff like that that I don't think I would have noticed unless they'd said. I don't think I even noticed exactly. it even though they did said. Like I haven't observed. I, I don't go around observing. You know, virtual. Um, that's not really my style. But there's,
0: you, you uh, prefer the real, the real kind, don't you? you, you it's authentic or nothing.
2: The <laughs> examiner, that's his. Uh, that's his forum username. Every forum is on.
1: But there's uh, like sometimes there are
2: things where the
1: world does realistic things that you notice in a big way. Like for example, when you get like knocked into the mud, and the bit of you that's muddy is the bit that was in the mud and like half your clothes are muddy and you're like oh wow that's crazy like that's a crazy detail that I'm really pleased they put in there but there's a I imagine I've missed like 90% of their hard work in that game but the big shiny stuff is is always cool I used to like it in um, the older I don't think they do it in the newer ones but in the older Assassin's Creed when you jumped into the hay bales and then you got Mm. the, the straw piles and when you got out of it you'd have a little few strands of straw in your shoulders that would sort of blow off as he started running. And I always just think, oh, wow, that's, you know, whoever did that is clever.
2: Yeah, Because that's one of the things that always rips me out of a game really quickly is where a character just, like, immediately shrugs off any visual evidence they've just done what they've just done, like, they'll... They'll swim through water for ages and then jump out and just be crisp and dry. <laughs> that's my, like when I take the effort.
0: My thing is always if it's snowy or sandy or I guess muddy, like basically anything that I would leave footprints in in real life, if the character doesn't leave footprints in it in the game, I'm like, I'm out, zero out of ten. That's it. <laughs> that's it's hard. rubbish.
2: Yeah, f- there the you first go. Absolutist has logged on. Yeah, exactly. Do you have
1: yeah. a do you have a favourite deformable snow?
0: Um, I did. I, in fairness, the snow in Red Dead is very good. Uh, the snow in Assassin's Creed Valhalla is very good, but it, it's not snowy for actually. You leave the snowy area quite soon. So
1: there's mm. there's a, a bit of snow. Weirdly, there's a big snowy mountain. Um near york which i don't think there is one in real life
0: no yeah no. <laughs> it's it's does it uh, does
1: england have a massive mountain in the middle of it i don't know i've not really been north uh
0: I've got a <laughs> there's that uh there's a movie about a hill in wales that they ooh, that they turn into a mountain manually
1: oh the englishman who walked went up a hill and came down a mountain
0: yeah what's hang on how do you turn a hill to a mountain because it was <laughs> it was nearly tall enough to count as a mountain, so the locals just like put some more dirt on top, basically,
1: yeah, I think Hugh Grant turns a hill into a mountain, oh and it's got
0: um who's the sad transporter room man in one of the Star Treks Colomini? he plays yeah. a Welshman in it and does a terrible accent.
1: he says you'll never turn that hill into a mountain. That they did. <laughs> just teach them a lesson.
2: <laughs> That's the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> imagine
1: making a film called that. Like, just having to put that up in the letters on the you know your cinema banners if you've got one of those oldie worldie cinemas, which has those things.
2: I suspect so imagine, it probably didn't have a, a widespread cinema distribution.
0: Imagine oh, having to, to write about it. I was able to get to to SEO, that title. That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? But uh, the mud in um, the most recent Tomb Raider was really good. I know you were a fan of that mud as well.
1: Yeah, it's some good mud.
0: That's some some sweet-ass mud. Good. Uh,
1: Not to keep coming back to it, the mud in Red Dead. Although it might just be the snow again. (laughs) is also really good. Like, one of my favourite things in, like, the Bayou areas of that game was like, when I'd kill someone and then you'd, like, lasso their body and, like, drag them around the mud to just as, like, a humiliation circuit. Um,
0: yeah, everyone does that, yeah.
2: Oh, it's... You can almost smell the swamps in this <laughs> guy. <game. Yeah. laughs> I like trying to draw things, like,
1: weird symbols and stuff with your bodies, <laughs> like it's some it's kind like of a ritual. <laughs> yeah, I, let's say, like... Attack rather than like some sort of satanic. <laughs> um,
2: this is an art attack. <laughs> Camera pans up to shattered horse carcasses
1: arranged <laughs> arranged <laughs> into the face of the queen, <laughs> yeah.
2: and that's that's Ascot, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sound of Shergar's heart beating (laughs) came to black. (laughs) (laughs) The queen the queen who went into hospital and came out as a horse hybrid. (laughs) Coming to cinema. What a calamity of uh, of callbacks. <laughs>
0: oh, God. This, well, yeah, this would be a terrible first episode. To... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think all of that stands perfectly without context.
0: <sighs> uh, you know, uh, Neil Buchanan is the, the guitarist in a metal band, heavy metal band. No. Called Marseille. I don't know. I'm not really good at judging that at all. Apparently, they're quite influential in the early years. I don't know. But then most bands would say that about themselves, wouldn't they?
1: There was a bit of a thing a few months ago where they said he might be Banksy. No, he's I mean, not. Like, oh, no, is he? Yeah, well, then he said, no, I'm not. But someone said, oh, he, like, it was announced that he was in some. I don't know who who announced it, but then he oh, had to come out and say, not. I'm not Banksy.
0: Isn't Do it pre nailed he- on that Banksy? Bank- Banksy's one of massive attack isn't he? Really? Yeah, I thought that was pretty
2: uh, anyway. anyway.
0: I think Neil B.
2: Callen looks like the the man off Garfield. <laughs> John. <laughs> God, he does. He really does. If I was if I, if I was going to do a proper like gritty, dark live action Garfield I'd have an all-metal soundtrack played by Neil Buchanan and he would be John. (laughs) (laughs) And it would still be like, it would follow that kids' movie tradition where it ends with, like, a song and dance number sort of explaining the plot of the film, but John would just pick up a massive guitar and shred his way through a sort of death ballad about Garfield. I
0: mean... Shout out to, I'm sorry, John, the subreddit uh, that reimagines Garfield as some kind of horrible Lovecraftian monster. Oh, that's Uh, difficult, that one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Back to talking about games. Um, A tiny eagle. Which Uh, eagle is the eagle in question?
2: It's from Age of Empires 2. Actually, it's a hawk. I think Um, not know. Just saying, I've always really liked this in the first Age of Empires game as well. Um, there are uh, there's a whatever factions you have in the game. There's always a um, a neutral faction controlled by an AI player called Gaia, which is all the animals. And so you've got the like the elephants and that that you shoot and eat and. Mm-hmm. You know, naughty wolves and things. But there's also bird units that just sort of fly around the map, occasionally screeching very quietly. And they're Mm -hmm. a completely needless bit of ambience. And I really, it's just, you get these lovely little moments where you're just microing the hell out of a, um, you know, a, a tech into archers. And then you just see this little hawk and you're reminded of the beauty of nature there was a really interesting moment in a tournament recently uh where actually and this is what i love where seemingly like non gameplay affecting details become real um, become relevant there was a moment where there's a there was a, a man attempting to to do what's called laming his opponent which is where you go and steal like the boar that they're meant to hunt, so they can't hunt it and get the food. Okay. And it it relies upon the boar basically as a Gaia unit, and it will chase whatever's attacked it as long as it's in line of sight. And so the easiest way to stop someone laming you, when they take your boar, you go and interfere. You send a little horse running between them, so the boar loses line of sight. But incredibly, what happened was... One of these little inconsequential hawks was flying over the struggle between these two players, and because it had line of sight, Gaia could still see the attacker, and the boar kept following them, and they won the match. The whole attempt would have been thwarted if the boar had lost line of sight, but because a hawk happened to be there, they pulled it off. It was electric.
0: It sounds it. So that was... I, I'm sorry. I don't understand the Age of Empires games. I'm afraid <laughs> it's so good,
2: such a sweet moment.
0: Um. um, I mean, I like one of my favorite. This isn't really a detail, but it's kind of a bit of games trivia. Is that the uh, eagles in Assassin's Creed? Which up until Valhalla, you always had a little eagle pal. Well, you didn't have an eagle pal. You like eagles were a big thing, and like when you synced with a, a high point or like did a big leap of faith, it would make an eagle noise. Except it's not an eagle noise. Um oh. it it's the kind of screech. You know, like in cowboy films, or whatever, and you hear like a kind of that like kind of what's the? It, I don't. I don't like want to do a dry it. Dry
2: bones noise. Like
0: a kind of like a kya like that kind of scream yeah i love that noise is that not, not an eagle? eagle no it is a red-tailed hawk uh cuz the sound that an actual eagle makes
2: is quite unimpressive oh <laughs> my hawks are just eagles are picking up all the uh the accolades for hawks
0: yeah. so the AC Eagle is not an eagle; it's a hawk, and now it's a raven that just kind of goes. Quack, so
1: there's a um, there's a a bird noise in Assassin's Creed Valhalla that I keep hearing that sounds like Mario when he's on fire in Mario sixty four. <laughs> when Mario's on fire, he goes, <laughs> and it, it always sounds like Mario is somewhere in the distance being incinerated <laughs> every time i hear it, it makes me laugh <laughs> um the, and uh, some of the song i mentioned this on twitter the other day some of the songs that you sing in your viking boat which yeah. i don't think are, are actually i don't think are anywhere near as good as like i think it's been downhill since the pirate songs the shanties, in black flag yeah. they were great the shanties they were um, great stormy weather da da, and all that stuff. Um, this one, it's got a lot of like very deep sort of droning Viking voices, but there's a couple of songs that sound like Neil Hannon of the Divine Comedy. Um, they're sort of very sort of low and mournful, and it sounds like he's sort of, I don't know, doing this little spin off album of weird Viking kind of droning songs. It's really odd, but.
2: I do like the Viking droning subgenre of music. I've actually been listening to a lot of Vaudruna recently. Who are the band that got used a lot in that needlessly erotic Vikings telly show? Hmm. They're
0: good. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. It's all that. Like,
0: Your Wah. man. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> Your man who <laughs> plays. Uh... <laughs> 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 Sorry.
0: Um, I I was going to talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla because me and Matthew have been playing basically just that recently Uh over the weekend and uh, there are some details in it that I really like Um, like in your settlement because you build a little home basically a little town that gets bigger as you do more stuff and you raid places and get um uh raw materials that literally is just um, uh, supplies called raw materials that you need yeah. to build <clears throat> log cabins and stuff. Um and then you go in these little, you know, your your hunter's hut, and then you can read like little bits of their diary or notes they leave to each other and stuff. And in the um Tattoo artist shop. There's a list of like ideas for tattoo designs, and one of them is like a a cool S-shaped dragon breathing fire. And at the end, it's like P.S. Dragon has the wings of a bat and one strong muscular arm. No, basically, there's a so I just like there's a Trogdor reference in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like, and it made me laugh so much. Just the idea of a developer. Just, just like putting a homestar runner thing It this is the year of our lord 2020
2: you know it's like that's gone past being irrelevant into perfect it's like
0: it's like it, it's like they're trying to wake up like a sleeper agent almost like <laughs> i thought that was brilliant i was a big fan of that it's like like like, you know, as if they'd put in references to, like, Sporks or, like, or if Eivor said, like, g- g- glumps you at one point to somewhere else or something, or, like, God. Magical oh, Trevor, et cetera. yeah. The internet like, in 2003.
1: I don't know if it counts as a small detail, because it is, it is a mechanical thing, but, like, you can... Um, Blow your horn when you're near rivers and it will summon your boat, which you can get in, or you, can, you But there's like a separate button to like blow horn for boat, or you can just blow the horn, which is if you're fighting near the riverbank and you blow the horn, your blokes will turn up and pile on from the river, which is really good. But I like that you can just blow it anywhere, so you can just walk around blowing it's a really dramatic horn blow, it lasts about 10 seconds. Yeah, and so uh,
0: um, trumpet. Yeah, it's what's just your great, favorite though?
2: horn sound effect?
0: I don't have a list. I don't think. I mean, does the I'm
1: just the classic trombone work? Does that count? Wouldn't
2: well, no, it? Because you can't imagine like a mighty warlord. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Forgot I had that. Oh my god! Can you imagine in like Return of the King when the frightening elephants appear, rather than doing their big like. A horn sound. They just played a mournful trombone. Said <laughs> <laughs> and just laughs and shouts. You sh- go home.
1: That that would actually like if I know it sounds daft, but I think if they did that like loud enough, and an, I think it would be quite frightening uh, if that you heard that sound <laughs> like in a war scenario. You wouldn't be like, oh, this is all right. You would be scared. I think because you'd be like, why the hell are they making that noise?
2: I mean, or comedy. Like, instead and- I was going to say, instead of the folk horn noises that Big Mecca make in Pacific Rim, if they played that, it was like, you know, house flatteningly loud. That would be quite chilling. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, that'd be good if if it played this instead of someone do a mod so that when you blow your, your horn in Assassin's Creed Valhalla,
2: it goes, <laughs> <laughs> just
1: after you've sacked a fricking monastery. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or for this week's obligatory Skyrim reference, that uh, that would be a pretty good replacement for the first radar shout.
0: <laughs> Weird, that's true. I thought <laughs> people had
1: replaced like those shouts with all kinds of... I think, oh, so, they have, are yeah. there, aren't there mods where you, like, it's like WWE quotes and things? Like famous oh, well, wrestling
0: uh, The the fame <laughs> one of the most famous ones is that it replaces all the dragons in the game with Macho Man Randy's. <laughs> oh
1: that's,
0: <laughs> what I'm, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm
1: thinking of too,
0: yeah. Who oh, you Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you just hear like it's really funny in, in like the opening bit where like you're about to be executed and then you just <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: hear Macho Man! Yeah. <laughs> and they're all really distorted quotes as well, because they're all recordings from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh but yeah, I thought yeah, Valhalla's got some really good um uh detail stuff in it. Also, this is really specific, but I like the bin bags in the division. Should, oh, yeah. you, know, you know the division? The uh, I haven't played the division two, but in the first division, which is set in New York, in you mean Tom the-
2: Clancy's the division?
0: Sorry, Tom Clancy's the division, uh, and it it's it's snowy and stuff, but there's all heaps of like trash everywhere, um, and they get snow on them. They accumulate snow, uh, but also if you walk across the bin bags, they kind of squish in a bin baggy way, which I really appreciated. At the time, Ooh. I thought it
1: was very good. Who's putting out their bin bags in the the scenario in which the division is set? The world's gone to hell and you're like, I oh, better better bag this up and put my recyclables out. Like it's well, yeah, literally you- the world's gone. Or, or did they do that beforehand? Because if they did, New York was a bit of a mess.
0: But even if the world has gone to to hell, it doesn't mean I'm going to just lie around in my own filth. I don't, yeah, might, I don't have to, to just, not I, throw I, anything I, out.
1: I don't know if I'd put it in bags and then take the bags out. I'd just probably, I'd just go, if once the flat had become full of enough trash, I'd just yeah. go and move into the flat of someone I knew who'd been murdered and do it <laughs> that way. <laughs> what you about like, all your stuff? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, that's the upside of the vision that no one talks about is there's a lot of free property now.
2: A lot of real estate.
1: Mmm. stud
2: Matthew, it's actually
1: good. Thanks. <laughs> <What? laughs> right. It's not good for everyone, but for some.
2: But it's good for the property market.
1: <laughs> well, just say there's, there's a lot of people who've been sitting on property for a long time, and then along comes the
2: event or whatever it's called, and
0: you know. What happens still. in
2: that game? What's the what's the catastrophe?
0: I think uh, it's like release... a fire weapon it gets I thought the they, I thought they
1: put poisoned money out on Black Friday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <That's> basically, a... <laughs> so everyone gets. It's basically the, like, coronavirus.
1: On my, oh, no. On the biggest but, like, selling day of the year.
0: Yeah. But it's not very realistic because actually not many people use cash anymore, or at least not in, like, you know, if you released it in London, it wouldn't do f*** all. Because like, nobody nobody touches anyone else or oh, and, uses and thank cash. thank
2: God. I've not used any cash this year. Exactly. I That's never most, because I've left the house about four times,
0: yeah. but still. But, but there's a good, there's a bit in The Division, which is sort of like a, a quite a cool um, multiplayer bit called, it's called like The Dark Zone or something. It's basically like a bit in the middle of New York where when you go into it, it's like, it's super like virused up. Like it's well dangerous in there. It's all diseased. So you can only be in there for a bit and you have to run around and like grab what you can um but and then you have to go to like a helicopter extraction point and wait for helicopter to arrive but when you do that everyone knows that you're going for the helicopter basically so anyone else in the area like people could team up to help you extract stuff or they can do you and run off with your stuff and and it becomes really but you don't know what you've got basically until you leave so it becomes really tense like Mm. um kind of s- survival and mistrust and kind of asynchronous multiplayer almost. Uh, and then at the end it'll be like congratulations we're decontaminating the stuff you found it's a hat or like a pair of chinos <laughs> <laughs> I never once got anything useful from the the dark side or the dead side or whatever it's called um, but yeah I like the bins in that and also uh, the um, you know Codsworth is about littering as well you know the robot in Fallout 4? Your butler robot. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, hello, I'm a, a 2077 sort of 1950s vision of a house butler robot. I'm great. Um, if you drop loads of junk out of your inventory in front of him, he likes you a bit less because he doesn't like you littering.
1: Oh, uh, that's good.
2: That's good, is it? I thought that was yeah. really good. No, that is a good bit of attention to detail, that is. Of course good the, lab, the the game I needed to bring up um is Dwarf Fortress. Oh, I, we got to mention that. Because that is entirely made up of these tiny details. That's the magic. And I, I think the the best ones are are often accidental. Like, do you know about carp? No. So when um, when it, the game got its big update in 2007, I think, in the October, uh, it introduced fish that were horribly overpowered at first because uh, a carp in the game was modelled to be about the same size as a dwarf um, and shouldn't, You know, it it shouldn't be able to damage one. But the problem was the game had it so you got stat increases for swimming and this applied to fish and there was no cap on it. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) So carp became infinitely strong and could just like annihilate. They would just zoom around the river at like, you know, the speed of sound. After a while, because all of their stats got better through swimming, and then would just like snap all of a dwarf's limbs with their upper lip and drown them. Um, so that was pretty good. Then there was the time that some tiny change, when, when bird egg laying was introduced, meant that geese would lay iron thrones instead of eggs. And if they could do it in flight, and this was just after, like, physics had been modelled into item collisions. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so,
0: so Iron Thrones were raining down from the sky. <laughs> from
2: goose asses, yeah. <laughs> but the, the classic example that is probably the most on theme and the most famous um, is that... Uh, any liquids and things in the game can leave a, a coating on things. If you remember the haunted blood in the basement of Curiosity. I do, yeah. Yeah, that's because liquids, however dilute, can, can coat things um, and it spreads. And in dwarven taverns are quite rowdy places and a lot of booze get spilt. And so anyone walking through will get a coating of alcohol on their limbs, including cats, and the cats in the game, and bearing in mind, you know, everything is just, you know, a text character moving around. That is how it is visually represented. But cats will still, every few minutes, lick one of their paws. Oh, God. You can see where this is going. Uh, There was a while where all cats would die of acute liver collapse due to our ethanol poisoning, because they were licking their paws so many times, after walking through the Dwarven sort of horrific beer marshes. I've just I, what a lovely bit of emergence. None of that intended at all, uh, but it was there. You know, they were licking and ingesting it. Um, and that was just, it was kind of like the hawk in, in the laming attempt in Age of Empires. It's tiny, tiny details that you think are, are inconsequential until they interact with something else. That's magic.
0: How much booze were they c- coated in though? Because, like, could their could their livers not process out the booze before they
2: licked more in, of it? Like, in fairness, actually, I don't know if it was li- if liver function was modelled. Um, I think it just kept raising an inebriation level uh, until it reached point- toxicity. Yeah,
0: blow me. Well, uh, perhaps now that we're talking about Dwarf Fortress and we're very much in, in Nate's turf, we should head down into not the Basement of Curiosity, but the Cavern of Lies. Ah. Uh-huh. The Cavern of Lies. Exit. So this week uh, it's Nate's cavern. Uh, Well, I suppose, as we've established, it's always Nate's cabin. but... There's an
2: astronaut standing behind you with a gun. Always
0: has been. Um, So, Nate, what have you prepared for us today? (laughs) Sorry.
2: (laughs) Did you think I was doing the bit to set it up?
0: I did, yeah. I was
2: like, oh, no. (laughs) Okay, sod it. Let's run with it. There's an astronaut behind you with a gun. Yeah. He's not going to let you out. (laughs) Um... Unless uh, you work – okay, so he's – he really likes Easter eggs in games, but because he's an astronaut from 1969, uh, he hasn't got the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But someone is sending him Sputniks full of modern video games, and he's got nothing else to do but play them. It's Buzz Aldrin. He got stuck there. (laughs) um no, no, buzz. So i'm really having to uh to improvise this so just roll with it what um <laughs> i've been planning this week's. Uh, so yeah buzz is playing all these games but he's desperate to wring every last bit of content out of them and the russians have sent a soyers with a list of easter eggs in but he's afraid that it might be an attempt to sabotage uh like to demoralize
0: <laughs> oh, right, okay, America's
2: it. Presence on the Moon. So he wants you to tell him which ones are real and which one is is the beaster egg. Okay, <laughs> so there's right.
0: one fake. Okay, all right. Yeah,
2: it's, um, I can't, what is classic Cavern of Lies format? This is classic Cavern of Lies format. I formats. think no, no. that's 50-50 Cl- at this point.
0: Classic is uh, the first Cavern of Lies-, Lies iteration. Classic is you're presented with each easter egg in turn and you have to decide whether it's uh, uh,
2: okay, so this is yeah. this is um this is yeah this is like is
0: Russian
1: roulette
2: cavern. yeah, which is well, it's appropriate, considering we're playing it around <laughs> the smoking wreckage of a Sawyer's capsule <laughs> um, so uh first of all, in half life the original yeah. uh, there is a room entirely textured with Gabe Newell's face,
1: all right. Where, where is this room?
2: It's off the map. Right. Uh, so you have to do no clip in classic style to find it. And it's completely dark in there. But when you turn your flashlight on, Gabe's face everywhere.
0: Right, okay. This could be real, but I also, it feels like, like that was before... Gabe took on any mimetic qualities. Right, yeah, he had become know? the
1: Messiah for a bit.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm suspicious of that one.
2: Mm, so okay. In Assassin's Creed Three, mm-hmm. you can turn a turkey into an assassin. Right. What does that mean exactly? Exactly what you imagine it means. You um you do classically the Konami code <laughs> okay. while standing in front of a turkey.
1: <laughs> right.
2: And suddenly it's got a hood and a robe and it's an assassin turkey. E-
1: mm. Any 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 turkey.
2: Well or a specific No, there's turkey. one there's one turkey. Specific
1: turkey. There's a special turkey which if you stand in front of it and do the Konami code, it dresses up as an assassin.
2: You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, it's... <sighs>
0: I mean, it's. it sounds like complete
1: bullshit, but... Uh... And it does... It, it sounds like it's big. It, it sounds a bit, like, cobbled together from, like, random. But, you know, the Konami code particularly... Yeah, throwing
0: uh, in the Konami code there. But... but but I would say, I will
1: say um, I do remember that game did have a lot of turkeys, and that's like a specific American setting thing. They have big those yeah, big like, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving.
2: So that 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 bit rings true. Like turkeys, yeah, you fight. have to whistle to summon this one.
0: Oh no! Okay, hang on. It, it, was it three or no? Was it the because you could you could? Yeah, it's the American Revolution one. Well, no, but you can summon, like, assassin mates in some of them to help you out. I can't remember if you could do it in three.
2: Yes, you go to a specific place and you whistle and this turkey just comes out the woods. And then if you can army code, it's it. Bang, it's an assassin. No, that's
0: not what I meant. But uh,
2: but that is what happens. That's,
0: that, that makes it sound more like a like Okay. All right. Move, okay. Moving on. What's the next one?
2: So. Matt Berry was in World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth, the 2018 expansion for the game. Um, he is one of these celebrities that it turns out has always been into WoW on the quiet. And especially as they've tried to sort of battle to to maintain the game's relevance, they do like to get celebrity cameos in. I'm sorry, uh,
0: hang on, hang on. So they're battling to maintain the game's
2: relevance. They were in 2018. And the player so base was fading pretty hard. In two,
0: so in 2018, to increase the game's relevance, they got Matt
2: Berry in. <laughs> Listen, I'm just I'm trying to spin a narrative around the facts here. <laughs> like, I I don't know why they got him in. Maybe he asked. I don't know. All I know, Matt Berry's a fan of the game. Uh they give him a role in it. Uh it is in Stormsong Valley. Mm. And you can find him uh in the Tiragard Sound, uh, where he's one of those like sea priest people. Uh he doesn't really do much special. He can bless seawater into a special potion. Um and and that's pretty much it, really. But it, it's it's Matt Berry. He's got about twelve lines of dialogue. What uh, form does he take? Sorry. Well, he's just like um, uh, Tidesage, one of the wizard guys. So he's got like a staff with, it's got, I don't know, like a stylized octopus on it. Does he look like that, right. Uh In as much as a, a WoW NPC can, yes. What, Do you have any did- of his quotes? Uh, yeah, they're quite boring. All right. Storm above! Shall I do it in a Matt Berry voice? Yeah, yeah yes, storm above and tides below. Hear us now. Breathe strength into our sails and guard us against the crushing depths. <laughs> Let this vessel be one with the vast ocean, and us with her. Sea to sea, storm to storm, tide to tide. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: So, was his. Does this character have a name, or is he just like?
2: Uh, I think it's just like Tide Sage Three or whatever. It's got some. He's not given a. On the wiki where I admittedly looked it up, uh, his character is is not named. He is one of a group of Tide Sages. He's played very straight. It's not. They don't. As you can see with the dialogue, they don't really ham it up. I yeah, go, but that's it's the thing. Like, Berry. he's not called like what? Bat Merry or anything. Okay,
0: no, hang on, because you said they did it to maintain relevance. So if they did get Matt Berry in for that specific reason, they'd say, "Look, we've got Matt Berry in the game," and it would be called. He'd be called like. Well, because no, it's an Easter egg, isn't it? suave <laughs> sea priest or something instead. Like they can't, they can't not ham this stuff up.
2: And in, in fairness, that was me edit- editorialising. Like.
0: No, right. There's the, the there's the stink of lies around
2: Matt Barry now, if you ask me, but that's carry on. So there's a family of identically faced human chimps in Halo three. They're huddled in a cave in the first right. level, staring at you. Well, they've all got the same man's face. One of them is tiny. Two of them are middle-sized, and there's a big one. They do (laughs) nothing, but they bleed if you shoot them.
1: (laughs) What what, a sinister
0: detail. They do nothing but bleed. So what is this an Easter egg of?
2: (laughs) Nobody knows.
0: Uh, That's...
1: uh, I feel like I know Halo 3, like... Pretty well, and I would have thought I would have heard that before if that was the
2: case. Like it's It's cl- the level at the beginning where Sarge's Pelican has been shot down and you're in the jungle. Yeah. Yep, just, there's just these four four apes with sort of eerily smiling human faces.
1: <laughs> I mean that's a very that,
0: right. there's a lot of that ticks a lot of nate boxes, that one. Yeah, but then but then, that's maybe why he, he's like, I'll put one
2: about chimps in. Well, prepare, I hope you've got some nice barbecue sauce to go with your words, Alice, because uh, an ape-faced Christ is in Hitman 2. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you remember that, um, I think it was in Spain, that old lady... Uh, like, good-naturedly tried to restore oh, yeah. a mural uh, of Jesus.
0: Oh, yeah, monkey Jesus.
2: Yeah, and gave him a really upsetting face. Uh, so that picture appears in the Sapienza level of Hitman 2, uh, where, of course, there is a, a church. Yeah. And it's sort of shadowy on the wall, uh, but it's it, it looks an awful lot like that botched mural restoration. And the developers have since confirmed that that is the texture used in the game.
0: Potato Jesus, isn't it? I that I feel like that one could be true because cause that's not really a big that's not a lot of effort, and it's not really it's not violating any copyright or anything in it. You know, I it think sounds that sounds very could be
2: convincing, true. doesn't it? it?
0: It does. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so.
2: so there's your five. <clears throat> there's the Gabe Newell <clears throat> room in Half Life. Mm-hmm. There is the Assassinable Turkey in Assassin's Creed three. There's Matt Berry's Tide Sage in World of Warcraft <laughs> Battle for Azeroth. There is the family of bleeding human faced apes in Halo three. And there is the poorly restored portrait of Christ in Hitman Two. I think you'll agree, says Buzz, doing that sinister thing with his astronaut pistol. This is a pretty strong week for the Cavern.
0: There is is a strong week. I think we can I think we can knock off the Sapienza Potato Jesus. I think that's true. Do you agree, Matthew? I agree. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that nice. That nice.
2: It is indeed nice.
0: Good. Okay. Um.
1: Nate's nice is always quite Matt Berry like. I think it is.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> part like I. Have, I. I'm gonna say right now off the top. I know we're supposed to do it like one by one until we get to the one we think is false. Or like I say, supposed to. That's just how we do it. But I. I'm pretty convinced that Matt Berry is the fake one for several reasons, and one of them is I think that Nate just quite likes doing a Matt Berry
2: voice. But I do it accidentally all the time. Yeah, sure. I could do that any. I could do it right now if I wanted. Um, but okay.
0: Of the other ones, I for me it's uh, the the the.
1: It's the Halo one for me. I think.
0: I think I've heard about that before, though. Oh really? I just I've written quite a lot about
1: Halo, and I've edited a Halo bookazine, and I swear we did an Easter egg. Set. I just I just don't.
0: Well, this is going to be embarrassing for you if it is that. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. I just don't. I just don't think it. I don't think it is. It's,
0: well, let's let's get rid of some of the others. I think. Yeah,
1: I, I think Assassin's Creed Turkey, I think, is is a good one.
0: Yeah, I think that's a because a, I I when he first said it, I was like, "There's no way," but I think compared to some of the others, nice. that's nice. Yeah.
2: Well, Buzz has booted up his Moon PC now, and he's just whistled for a turkey, and he's done the Konami code. Huh? Oh, how about that? He says. It became an assassin. Oh.
0: Nice. Hey, nice. Okay. Uh, I guess that means the Gabe room is a nice as well. well.
1: Yeah, though it's quite similar to. Um, aren't, aren't there photos of of Doom people in Doom and things? It's not just based yeah. on that. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, put
2: it this way: if you had to a- come up with a generic game Easter egg, it would sound a lot like that, wouldn't it?
0: I'm not listening to you, though. You're you're the snake trying to. <laughs> nothing you say can be trusted.
2: Oh, am I the Russian astronaut who's come on the Soyuz? Yeah. Um.
0: I. I. But it is the sort of thing that they would do just for themselves, isn't it? Like, I think the gay room is probably nice as well, especially if we're we're bringing it down to Matt Berry or the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I'm going to say the game room is nice. Not... Will you back me on that? Yeah, actually? I'll back you up, yeah. All right. Nice.
2: Nice.
0: Oh, nice. nice. Okay. So what we've got left is the bleeding monkeys, Matt Berry. Is that it now? Um, Have we done the other Yeah.
1: I just think, I think the quote from Matt Berry was
0: so specific. I don't know. Well, I okay, that- do you want... Do you want me to to take you through my reasoning with the Matt Berry? Thing? Yeah, go on then. So I
2: love the detective show bits in Cabin.
0: <laughs> Let me so look at my Pepe Silvia wall, if you will, my Matt Berry wall. Mm-hmm. Matt Berry does not exist. Um, like, first of all, Nate's delivery of it, I think, was a little bit rushed at the start. So, so first of all, the idea that they would get Matt Berry in to make it more relevant, <laughs> and then not flag up that Matt Berry was in it at all, <laughs> I don't think is convincing, <laughs> right? <laughs> because also, second of all, whenever they have anything like this in Wow or any pop culture reference, they can't f-ing help but like make it too big of a thing. <laughs> like they, that they, they have no. Subtlety about it whatsoever, like, like they mm. they would make like. There's no way that it would. He wouldn't be called like you know suave sea priest or whatever. Uh, uh, you know like yes, suave sea wizard, bat mary or like. Mm. There would be some, or it would be a reference to like. Toast of London, or like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, or something like it is
2: well known that he's properly into well, though.
0: We've only got your uh (laughs) for that, though, Nate, because we're not allowed to. I mean, assume that we're doing pub quiz rules and we all abide by the honor rule that we're not googling it well, but like you know, I'd say it's well known that like. Vin Diesel's into D and I don't know if it's well known that Matt Berry's into WoW. You, don't, you don't think, really think really WoW?
1: Well, you think Matt Berry? It doesn't really work like that. Like
0: the you asshole. think Matt Berry? You think like you know jazz albums that no one buys? You know,
2: like <laughs> what a destroyal.
0: <laughs> like Matt Berry seems like a much more analog kind of kind of guy. Yeah.
1: I, oh, yeah. Alice, you, you've 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 convinced me. I think I, I think it's a close thing. I really haven't heard of the monkeys in Halo, and I would have thought that I would have. But that's fine. That's fine. The Matt Berry stuff is is I don't really know well that well. But you've made quite a convincing case.
0: I I just think that there's no. I think what Nate has done is he's looked up a type of wizard. And then said, Yeah, Matt Berry voiced one of these. And then he read out <laughs> one of their generic lines in his Matt Berry voice. Because <laughs> I think if they did have Matt Berry in it, it would be like, 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 sexy dog or something. I, like, it, it, they, it, was, it
1: was much more detailed than all the other ones, which is suspicious.
0: I think they'd make a character for him. Yeah. And then okay. flag up that it was Matt Berry in a really facile way. So that's why I think Matt Berry is... So, Buzz Aldrin,
2: (laughs) shoot, Matt Berry. The Russian astronaut laughs. (laughs) You think that Matt Berry being in World of Warcraft battle for Azeroth is do you? And Buzz Aldrin standing behind him raises his gun. Always has been.
1: <laughs>
2: a monkey with a human face climbs out of the uh, spacesuit <laughs> and says, Nice. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You got it.
1: Oh, my word. I'm so glad we didn't go with that. Yes. Head. Oh, I've got to look up that, that Easter egg now. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was like, that was a gift. Because it was like this, just sounds like something I've lazily invented. But <laughs> yeah, I did pour too much gravy on that. Uh, he, yeah, he doesn't even play. Wow, well. he probably hates it. I that was that was a, a difficult one this week. That was a stonker. Well played. Now get off my moon.
0: Sorry. Yeah. See. Bye. Well, hang on. Let's take off in our spaceship uh, and exit through the sting. Wow, that that was a very good Cavern of Lies this thing. That's fantastic. I'm, that was great. And I'm glad that uh you did the improvised
2: space bit as well. That was good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I thought I'd roll with that. I'm quite quite happy to have Buzz Aldrin as, as part of the Cavern of Lies lore.
0: Yeah. Good lad. Thank, thanks, thanks, Buzz, for joining us this week. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I guess that, that is uh, the end of this week's uh, Electronic Wireless Show, episode 117, the small details and games special with a, uh, an Easter egg, Cavern of Lies. Uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe, race us, review us. Subscribe also to the Five Nights at Freddy's Book Club spin-off podcast. Um, uh, don't forget to go to uh, our merch store teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Rob Pepper Shotgun I think um, we're on Twitter we're on Facebook Rob Pepper Shotgun uh, we're on YouTube youtube.com forward slash Rob Pepper Shot uh, and what am I forgetting oh the website yeah com for all your PC gaming needs uh, we have to do our recommendations this week uh, Who wants to
2: go first? I'll I'll jump in first. Um, With a fish tank this week, I'm actually going to take a a quick pause on the equipment. Uh, We'll start to talk about air pumps and peripherals next week, uh, which will be exciting. But for now, uh, I'm actually going to do a tiny little shout out uh, for a fish tank game uh, that the developer has been emailing me about. And I haven't got time to cover it, but he is absolutely dead excited to have it covered in some ways. So my compromise is going to be to mention it here because it does look cool. It's called Fish Keeper. Um, so he saw me coming a mile off, and it is a game about making a fish tank, stocking it with marine or freshwater stock, uh, and keeping everything in it healthy. Um, you can find it on Steam at the moment, release date TBC. When there is something playable, I'm going to have a go on it. But if uh, you are after an aquarium simulator that has my provisional seal of approval, at least in concept, go and check it out. As nice. for my non-fish tank-related recommendation, it's going to be a music one this week. I've uh, been thinking about mashups a lot today, uh, and I want to... Uh, heartily recommend, possibly the best mashup artist alive, uh, DJ Yeah. <laughs> and in particular, his song Under Starships, uh, which is a mashup of uh, Starships by Nicki Minaj and Under Pressure uh, with Bowie and Mercury. It really is, I mean, that does not do it justice. It becomes something transcendent Involving a, a, a genuinely disturbing series of interludes with Macho Man Randy Savage, also mentioned today. Uh, just go and listen to the song; it will it will put you in a whole new space mentally.
0: All right, I I too the, you know, enjoy the work of uh, DJ cummerbund He did uh, a mashup of uh, "The Devil Went Down to Georgia" and WAP. Uh, Called the devil wapped down to Georgia, which got taken down and then re-uploaded uh, a couple of times. Very um, powerful, super powerful. Uh, Matthew, what are you recommending this week? Um, well, I've mainly been playing Valhalla, so I, I
1: haven't been consuming a lot of media this week. So I'm going to recommend a fizzy drink. Um, I'm going oh. to recommend. <laughs> I'm going to recommend sugar-free Seven Up. Uh, which I was introduced to by a good friend and they said oh you'll really like this it's excellent and it is excellent um I'd also as a side recommendation a sugar f- uh, I think it's actually called 7 up free uh so 7 up free and also 7 up free cherry which is 7 up with a hint of cherry uh which uh, which I enjoyed um uh, I've been drinking a lot of Pepsi Max recently and I thought I'd uh you know go out of my comfort zone, and I'm glad I did. It's awful,
0: Matthew. Why is it awful? Pepsi Max?
2: No, no, that's fine. Sugar-free 7-Up Cherry is a disaster.
0: Oh, They've I- taken one of
2: the best soft drinks ever crafted by the hand of man and just wrecked it.
1: Uh, me. I, like, I quite like cherry-flavored things, even though it is. I, know I love them. I love them. I know, like, lemon and cherries, in an obvious combo, but...
2: No, it's really good. Um, original 7-Up cherry is marvellous, but, I mean, it just what it didn't need is a metric ton of aspartame packed into it. Well... Uh, recommendation cancels. Oh, my word. That's
1: the first, I, I don't kick off when you're recommending, you know... Kelp
2: that I don't understand. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend kelp for a freshwater aquarium, Matthew. It's a saltwater algae. Oh okay.
0: Listen, I don't think you can veto other people's recommendations. That's fair. <laughs> come
2: That's on, fair. come on. We're all friends here. I'll just sit here and look knowingly at the viewer while nodding with a fake smile to how good
1: That's so aggressive. I'm gonna pour a bottle of it into your fish tank. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, if you knew anything about fish, you know cichlids actually get strong when you do that. Oh no! <laughs> like the, the carp, arms, the arms, yeah. They're gonna wreck you with the upper lips.
1: Good God!
0: Uh, um, this week, well, actually, while I have you, Matthew, I'd like to thank you for some book recommendations that you could. I got *How Done It*, the uh, big oh, yeah. collection of. Um, essays about uh, detective fiction and uh, crime fiction and how to write it which is very good it's massive you could yeah. ironically kill a man with it but, Yeah, uh, really really good um, and also I just uh, got my package of books my second hand books from uh, Alibris so I've got um, uh, Suspect X Ax- The Devotion of Suspect X oh, that's a good one that's a good uh, doing that. Uh, um, but I am going to recommend this week um, having a lovely bath mm. with uh, a bath bomb or other scented product because um, I had one the other night with uh, a bath bomb. I got sent uh, by Paradox Interactive. They sent some of the uh, Vampire the Masquerade bloodlines themed bath bombs that they had for Halloween, which was supposed to arrive like weeks ago, but they got sent from America. Um, and uh, I've got that interactive that's the sound of one of them in their packaging
2: um Ooh, ASMR yeah
0: uh and I had about it turned my bath blood red uh and you can see the results of it which uh were quite uh as Nate said quite menstrual uh looking oh. when it was first fizzing round uh but it did make a very nice bath and it smelled very nice um I can't really come up with a good reason for you to not get some Vampire the masquerade themed uh bath bombs but I can't really come up with a reason why you'd buy them from that store and not, you know, a place that makes bath bombs all the time. But um having a nice bath I would recommend it if you have the capacity, if you are able, have a bath. Smell nice. There you go. Very good. do I, I don't know how to segue away from that really. Have you
2: got one, Nate, all... or you... yeah, I've done done more. I can do some more.
0: Um... No, I was going to say, have you got a Segway?
2: But we've, I've, 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 I hang on. Oh, I've got some bath bombs, though. I might, uh, might spend my lunch hour luxuriating with one.
0: Here you go. Uh, thank you very much, listener, for joining us on this the 117th episode of the Electronic Wireless Show. Uh, sadly, now we must say goodbye. <laughs> nice. But we hope you've had a nice time. I forgot I had I've oh got so many look at this. What's I've, that? Got, I've got as a knife, apparently.
2: Ooh.
0: I've got God, oh, we should bring these back into play soon. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll maybe load up a few new ones next week. But we'll keep the sad trumpet, don't worry. Um yeah, thank you very much. Uh to join us again and yeah, do tell your friends like like and subscribe. Rate us and don't forget to visit rockpeppershotgun.com. Uh, and now we must say goodbye. Goodbye, Kojima's Ice Cube. Goodbye. And goodbye, a tiny eagle. It's a castle now. Bye. It's, oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> and goodbye from me, Alice Bell. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>